With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everyone. This is the D-Rays Bay Playoff Podcast Series, ALCS, Game 4, Instant Reaction. Well, Houston finally gets a game. They win this one 4-3. It's now 3-1 in the ALCS. Rays are still one game away from the World Series. Uh, I'm Brett Rutherford, joined by Danny Russell and and Matt Rayburn hopping on the pot. So, Matt, what's up, man? How are you feeling after uh, after that tough loss there? What's up? Oh, I'm feeling a lot of uh, stress, uh, <laughs> pent up energy, uh, especially watching almost two homers in the ninth. Uh, so too close. It was painful to see. Yeah, it's crazy how in, even even with a three nothing lead, all the uh, the stress that we put ourselves through as fans and, and just watching and covering this team and talking about this team. Um, knowing that they still have a three to one lead in the in the series, so yeah, I mean it was uh, it was a tough one. Tyler Glass now on the mound gives up four runs. Um, the bullpen does well after him. Jose Alvarado and Aaron Sleggers, and uh, but but Danny, let, let's let's talk about let's talk about Tyler Glass now. So he was bringing the heat. Fastball was hitting 100, 101 a few times. Give up a couple home runs though, and that was ultimately kind of the story of his of his outing. He leaves with eight hits allowed. Four earned runs. What were your thoughts on on Glasnow's performance? I ha- I have no issue with Glasnow's performance. I know that it's four earned runs. I'm not mad about it. Uh, this raised offense is potent and capable enough, as we saw, uh, as Matt was just saying, with the two near home runs. I'm I'm so frustrated right now <laughs> because it felt meant to be. It felt like those were the moments. That felt like those were the home runs that were going to clear the fence. Uh, and between that and the sixth inning which ended on bases loaded and it's it's a tough night it's a tough hang i'm glad the game ended shortly before midnight this time instead of after 1 a.m uh <laughs> tyler glasnow was fine sometimes yeah. you give a home run up to jose altuve buzzers or no buzzers under the shirt right <laughs> uh as he's proven three out of the four games this series he has the ability to hit a strong man's home run in a little man's body yeah, I mean, go go into that ninth inning because last night we talked about it. I called a Brandon Lau home run in this game. He only had the one plate appearance because he was given the day off. And then I also, I think, oh, I, I believe we all wolf. talked. Yeah, we can we can move on from that. Just one plate appearance, that's fine. But we also were excited about Yoshi maybe getting a chance to play in this game. He does play. He hits in the eight hole as the de- as the designated hitter. Doesn't have a great day at the plate, but almost hops on that ball in the ninth inning which would have given the Rays the lead, sent him into the bottom of the ninth with a chance to, to clinch the series. Uh, well, Brandon Lau entered that game as yeah, the pinch hitter. For Brasso. And after taking the first uh, ball outside, swang at three, swang, swung? In a row. But yeah, swing, three swing, in a row. Swung. Is the same pitch under the zone three times. I well, mean, I, I know he wasn't starting, but. 
I take issue with Lau, mainly because I saw this as an amazing opportunity for him to redeem himself in the postseason. What, 31-1? and one? Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, it's I don't know not the good. exact number, but <laughs> I, I was waiting for him to do it. And to see Brasnell hit an incredible home run, an unexpected one earlier in the series, uh, and to take him out and throw him in in the ninth, I was just... Uh, Did it feel really like wild. it disrupted the magic a little bit? Because it was Brasso coming in. Oh, I think so, because it hasn't just been that Lau's been missing. I've been noticing, like, afterwards, it's immediately to a double play or he at least gets an out or something like that that just wouldn't have, I don't think, happened beforehand. So it's sure. it was Well, there's a lot more of an aggressive defensive shift being put on him in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot more Oh, defense, scrutiny. no problem. Defense, no problem. Happy. Oh, him that. performing in it, yeah. But, like, just yeah. when he's at the plate, I feel yeah. like – you know he's he's also hitting the ball into the ground a lot more and instead of elevating um but yeah pulling brasso from the game i agree 1000 percent. i know that the matchup is there i know that lao is one of our best hitters but it just felt like you were messing i know this is so anti-stats but it just felt like you were were kicking the hornets well no i mean i think like it with with the move to go to brandon lao there What's the point of giving him the day off if you're going to plan to use him in the ninth inning in that situation? Because if the, if the plan was like the matchup was there in the first inning with Zach Greinke, you know, so they did make the decision. Kevin Cash made the decision to leave him out of the lineup today to give him a day off for for mental reasons or for physical reasons or probably a little bit of both. Then the decision to bring him in in the ninth inning I thought was a strange one. Um, he it was, the only other left-handed bat on the bench was was Perez, so you weren't going to go to him. You probably weren't going to go to Renfro in that situation. Um, so if you were going to pinch hit, it was going to be Brandon Lau. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought it was strange. Not that I was more confident in Brasso to be able to come up with a big hit in that situation. Um, but it, it, he, he was in the lineup that today for a reason. And, uh, yeah, I, I did think that was a strange decision. Um, Jose Alvarado. Let's talk about him because there wasn't a whole lot of positives out of this game. Right, we can talk about Randy Rosarena too. But Jose Alvarado is back, baby. And he looked Amazing. The fastball was there. Hit 99. Or are you talking about his uh, throwing capabilities? Both. Uh, Because Alvarado, I mean, still a big man, but the slimmed down version of Jose Alvarado, I mean, to the casual observer tuning into TBS for this first time, uh, he was the biggest man on the field. All due respect to uh, DJ Bok Choi. That is a Saturday Night Live reference and not meant to be offensive. Uh, but Alvarado, <laughs> big man on campus, right? Um, that dude is huge and his fastball is bigger and he looked like his old self. Yeah, Matt, what were your thoughts on, on seeing Jose Alvarado back on the mound for this team? Oh, couldn't be happier. I mean, if he's doing, keeps doing what he's doing, uh, can't complain one bit. Is this now? Fatter, I, I don't care. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. Whether he looks like Jumbo Diaz or Pete Fairbanks, doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, is this enough? Did, did we see enough? Did Kevin Cash and Kyle Snyder mm. see enough from Jose Alvarado to not uh, not? I don't want to say a bullpen because I believe Fairbanks, Castillo, and Anderson have that. That's the trio that you're going to lean on. But has he earned a chance to pitch in higher leverage situations moving forward this postseason? I think the answer is yes, because the fastball was consistent enough for a strike. Yeah, he looked better than he had a long time. 98, you know, the 99 from the left side uh, is just so uh, disjarring. 
for most hitters anyway. You typically don't get that high heat from the left side. And that's why Shane McClanahan was added to the rosters because he can offer the upper 90s from the left side. Mm-hmm. Um, Alvarado is probably throwing for a strike a little bit more often just based on his experience. And it looked like he had missed a beat in terms of uh, throwing for strikes. So I'm not upset if he's a, a B bullpen option. Yeah, you look at the, the pitching usage today from the Rays and, and what it means for the rest of this series. So you get six innings out of Tyler Glass now. That's huge. That's Great. longer that that's longer than he's gone all postseason. Um, then, because you lose the game, you only have to get uh, eight innings worth of outs. So you get the one inning of Jose Alvarado and the one inning of Aaron Sluggers, which obviously you lose the game when you'd rather have won the game. But the fact that you got to save an inning from your pitching staff is a really good thing, I think, moving forward for the Rays, especially going into Game 5 tomorrow, where they have not yet decided on a, on a starting pitcher, uh, and it's probably going to be more of a bullpen day or an opener, and then you either see Josh Fleming or Shane McClanahan pick Maybe. up a bulk of the innings. Uh, Danny, I'm, I'm curious on your thoughts. Like, Who would you turn to tomorrow, either one, to open the game, and two, who you'd pencil in to get a bulk of the innings? Um, it depends on availability, right? But tonight we didn't see any of the April pen guys. Mm-hmm. I would be fascinated to see someone like uh, Pete Fairbanks come in for an open. Yeah. Just to be a little bit scarier uh, into the mind of Astros hitters. Uh, we love to talk about tone setting on this podcast. Um, if not him, I wouldn't be surprised to see the pale horse or uh, Ryan Thompson, the submariner come in. Um so Curtis or, or Thompson, whatever. I still think an opener just makes sense for Fleming. Um, if they decide just to roll with Fleming, it's the Yarbrough start again, right? It's yeah. we're going to roll this guy out and we'll just see what he gives us and then we'll figure out the bullpen stuff later. Um, but a 0-0 start to a game is a high leverage moment. And so yeah. I would prefer to see them treat it as such and give the offense uh, an opportunity to make a little noise before bringing in uh, a rookie Fleming. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I think I'd go, I'd go Fairbanks and then Fleming and then maybe McClanahan after that. So you can bring in some, uh, some of those higher velocity fastballs. You go Fairbanks, then you, you know, obviously like Fleming who throws like ninety, ninety one, and then go back to McClanahan. I think that would, that would be good to mix and match with, with that that Houston lineup, which you know they're finally get. They only scored four today, but um, they're finally getting some of the runs that they felt they might have deserved earlier on in this series. And now they've got a win to show for it. So, so good for them. And, uh, yeah, Zach Greinke looked really good today. Six innings pitch, two earned runs, seven strikeouts, and just one walk. It felt like the Rays just had a real hard time seeing what he was throwing. Matt, I mean, what were your thoughts on the way the lineup handled the, this Greinke start? Well, I mean, they've been pushing us for the past three games. You know, it's been tight. They've been getting way more hits than us already. Uh, at some point, something's got to break numbers-wise, and it, I, I just think it happened tonight. I still think we played an incredible game. Um, it could have could have had it in the end, but I think Grinky just shut us down a little bit too <laughs> yeah, much. I've, it felt like cold. Sometimes you face Grinky. Like, that's what yeah, happens in the play. It just happens. It just happens. I, I don't want to jump back, but I do, because when you mentioned Fairbanks leading us off tomorrow, oh, I think that'd be really – I do, you know how I feel about that from the other night, uh, Danny, when I was texting you about Fairbanks. I'm more of the spiritual guy, okay? <laughs> Not so much. I don't have little stats in my head. I would never disagree with you guys ever. But, uh, you know, I think it's a very interesting play. 
but it also scares me a little bit because I personally think Fairbanks is a confidence guy. If he does not feel extremely confident, he he just burns to the ground, as we saw a few times against the Yankees and earlier in the series. And I would hate to see us start out that way and then fumble around. But if he's on, fantastic. Yeah, you know, and Danny, you know, talks about tone setting. So if Fairbanks comes out there and lays an egg, walks a few guys, gives up a run or two, that's not great. And uh, the Rays have a th- had a three nothing lead. It's three to one now. The panic button isn't even out on the desk yet. If things start to go a little, um, get a little shaky in Game Five, the panic button comes on the desk. Still got the lid over it, but the panic button would 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 be on the desk at that point. So you want to make sure you can do everything you can. Uh, to, to get through this series and, and to get on to the World Series. Um, I mean, yeah, it was uh, it was probably the most boring game of the series. Maybe it's because the Rays didn't end up on top. It definitely wasn't as exciting as that 15-3 to game over on the NL side with an 11-run first inning. Um, but we have to talk about him um, because we do it every single night. It's oh, yeah. Ran- Randy Arozarena, baby. Uh, an amazing home run in the fourth inning to tie up the game in that moment. Uh, drove in himself and Austin Meadows, um, just a slider that didn't really get down. And we've talked about it a lot. He can hit the high fastball, but that slider moving low and away from him, he can follow those two and he can turn on him. And he did on this Zach Grinke pitch, another amazing home run. Uh, I can pull up the, the numbers on it. Um, I mean, it I, was I awesome. know it was the hardest hit uh, uh, ball by a raise hitter tonight. Yes. Um, the, the Astros had plenty of harder hit baseballs, but I think it was the best from a Ray. I mean, bouncing one off the warehouse, it has to feel great. That's the beauty of Petco Park is having that awkward building in the corner. And, uh, you know, just just breezing right past Brantley, mm-hmm. hitting it to the fourth level of that warehouse. <laughs> uh, Randy hitting it to the second le- level felt nice. And so I bet, you know. 101.8 mile an hour exit velocity, 22 degree launch angle, 375 feet. Um, it was a laser. And yeah, Springer had a laser too. Um, got all the way almost to the roof of that building. Oh, was it Springer? Excuse me. Yeah, it was It was Springer. I, I thought it was Correa at first too. Anyway, it, it was Springer. Um, but ultimately, like the fact that the Rays were in this game in the ninth inning too it was just incredible. And I don't know about you guys. Both with the Willie, the ball that came off of Willie Adamas' bat, the, the double that drove in the Rays' third run of the night, and then the Yoshi Sutsuga fly out. My heart well, kind of skipped a beat Randy, there. Randy ties in too, right? So the frustrating moments at the plate tonight. Yeah. I guess uh, uh, that Lao Yoshi Adamas uh, sequence uh, situation where it's like, man, where where are my where are my home runs? Uh, but also Randy completely robbed got the bat taken out of his hands by the umpiring with the bases loaded and getting the check swing called on him when he very 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 clearly did not swing. if you believe in baseball karma though or not karma but the baseball gods kind of putting things right uh and, and i don't want to make this podcast the feel bad for jose altuve show because uh, you definitely Ooh. don't have to do that but there was a call that that went in the Rays' favor in in game uh four or in game three rather that that uh, Altuve was called on, on a on a for a check moving swing. his arms, which Randy did not do. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I don't think either of them went. Um, but yeah, that that was tough on Rosarena, who did strike out three times tonight. So he is mortal. Um, but another uh, what was the what was the Brett Phillips sign? Uh, rakes, rakes all, all night, night day, day year. Randy. Yeah, that uh, Brett Phillips. He has been one of the highlights of this series. He wasn't even on the roster. 
Uh, it's been incredible seeing seeing uh, him in the dugout. But Matt, any any final thoughts on this game or going into oh. game game five? I mean, with us talking about Rosarina, I definitely have a little altar him set up in the back of my mind now. <laughs> Some candles lit. I bring a Cuban sandwich uh, from late towards the every night and just pray for him to continue this incredible uh, postseason he's having. Uh, just so happy uh, with him. And uh, Danny knows this because I tell him every game that Choi is my boy and will forever be. Uh, and I, I'm so happy with what, how he's playing as well. I, I'm curious, do you guys know if uh, if you think Kiermaier will be back? Or do you think he's mm. he's not? I think he's back tomorrow. Yeah. I would assume so as well. Uh, I would also assume him to, to be bunting <laughs> or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't expect him to be swinging the bat, mm-hmm. but I, I agree. I think if if KK was truly available off the bench tonight, like the broadcast claimed, uh, now the broadcast says a lot of stupid things <laughs> that um, are not necessarily true. Like, for instance, when a right-handed hitter hits a ball the opposite way and saying he pulled it, uh, I about threw my hat at the screen. I uh, <laughs> could not believe what I was hearing. So the broadcast gets some things wrong. But if KK actually was available off the bench today, yeah, I, I think you're on to something. I think it'd be good to have him back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Brandon Lau, it'll be interesting to see what the lineup decision with him too. Uh, it might depend on what the pit, the pitching situation is, is in Houston, uh, but we'll, we'll find that out shortly. A so, couple a couple things we saw tonight on the screen before we, we, we yeah. close things out. Um, one, Zach Krenke getting calls on pitches inside against right-handed hitters all night long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tyler Glass now not given the same uh, uh, treatment. Pretty frustrating. Uh, Glass now and Christian Javier both taking a pitch hit off of their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting element to the night. Glass now's uh, popped up toward the first base side. He stumbles off the mound, whips his head right, whips his head all the way left, has not seen the baseball yet, looks forward, still has the time to pick up the ball and fire to first. That was incredible. And then uh, Javier taking Yoshi's batted ball off of his uh, triceps or on his throwing arm, even scarier. That ball off uh, of Yoshi's bat, 99.2 miles an hour. Oof. Yeah. Does, I mean. Does not feel good. I know a pitcher can't decide what they're going to do, but how actually put his arm in the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as Even if I were a pitcher, I wonder if that would be my reaction. Well, pitching um, coaches all around the world are, are <laughs> were cringing at that moment. For sure. Um, and then I think the Rays turned like three double plays tonight. Yeah, the, in, including the one, it was like Brasso, who was on the left side of second base, then kind of flipped it, moving in the direction of second to Adamas, who was also moving in the direction of first. And they ended up turning it, but it was one of the like more unique ones. There was a 3-6-3. G-Man fielded it, went over to Adamas, back to G-Man. That was early on in the game. But yeah, the, the double play ball... You know, the Rays gave up four runs today, but it could have been more. Uh, pitchers did a really good job getting getting the ground balls, and the defense did a really good job 
helping them out and, and get them out of trouble. And uh, ultimately, it's what it's what kept the Rays in the game. My final thought for the night, um, Glass. Now there was a great graphic on the screen when he was pitching because that 101 mile an hour fastball coming to the plate. And according to TBS, by the time the fastball crosses the plate. A curveball thrown at the same time by Tyler Glasnow is still 4.7 feet away. <laughs> I just wow. think that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Tyler Glasnow, he's amazing to watch now, and I just, I just, I, I dream at night of him developing a third pitch at some point this off season. It doesn't matter. Look, I know he gave up four runs. This was the good version of Tyler Glasnow. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm not knocking Tyler Glasnow at all. I am not knocking, and hopefully, you know, he, he, if if this series goes any longer than tomorrow, he'll be he'll be ready to go out of the bullpen after he's he's already said that he, he's willing to go whenever. He probably asked Cash if he could start again tomorrow already, so who knows? <laughs> All right, well, that's gonna do it for this today's episode of the D Rays Bay Playoff Podcast Series. Another instant reaction in the books. Again, not not too much fun to do these after a loss, but some good things to take out of this game, and the Rays will be back at it tomorrow. If you want each of these episodes downloaded directly to your device every single morning after a Rays playoff game, make sure to subscribe to our podcast feed and make sure to head on over to DRaysBay.com to check out all of the great postseason coverage from this 2020 run. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Danny and Matt for being on tonight, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Make the marine layer go away.